Here the old gods are dead. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <laughs> what have you said? <laughs> Welcome to the Creepy Wee Podcast. We have the giggles, <laughs> <laughs> and we're sorry. We're sorry. We're three weeks. No, we're one week late. Like that's my fault. Sorry. Like sometimes, like check in on your boys, um, mental health matters, etc. <laughs> Basically, I was sad, and the podcast would have been shit. So I decided not to do it. Yeah. And if anybody has a problem with that, (laughs) (laughs) oh, I mainly can see each other as always, and we're both wearing UDs. I I sent Liam a text, oh, well, a picture of me wearing my UD waiting on him, and he appeared (laughs) in his. (laughs) Because they live in crisis. (laughs) Exactly. I will not put my heating on at any cost of my own health. Needing to invest in an electric blanket, to be honest. I know, but that seems expensive as well, because it's electricity. They're really, really, really good. My girlfriend has one. And every time I go into her house, I'm like, oh my god, what if we put on the electric blanket? <laughs> <laughs> what if I wasted your energy? <laughs> no, because every time I go to Narius's, I'm like, oh, my laptop's dead. <laughs> oh my god, and my phone. No, I was charging... A phone, a laptop, and an iPad. I was really... (laughs) (laughs) I will go into my work office and I will charge every electronic device I have. Even the ones I don't really use. (laughs) At the start of the energy crisis, I think offices were like telling people you cannot bring your power banks in here to charge them. That's like... (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Like, at the end of the day, I work it out as like... I'm working more hours than I'm contracted just because out of necessity. So I'm like, I'm taking that money back by you're paying my electricity bill. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to say that's not to do with the cost of living crisis? Let's get away for that. Or if you want to like, I want an escapism for the cost of living crisis, although it's not really escapism because it's a criticism on capitalism. I've been re-watching The Hunger Games. Unreal. Films. Yeah. 
It's almost like it's like an instruction manual at this point. Like it's like how to overthrow. <laughs> <laughs> how to overthrow Westminster? Uh, I mean the capital. Needing this. Needing this <laughs> soon. <laughs> No, but if anybody's not seen The Hunger Games Get a Grip, it's on Netflix. Also, I feel like our audience needs to ken this, but the Twilight Saga's coming off of Netflix. So, and winter as well. I can't believe that. I don't know That's... where they're going. What? When does it come off? Well, I got a, got a notification saying that like it's like leaving soon. So I watched it earlier the weekend, watched Twilight and New Moon. Praying that it's still there this weekend so I can watch it before it goes. Even though some of us have VPNs so that we can watch um, Soap Today. Not me, but someone. <laughs> me saying that like I didn't hear the Twilight DVDs somewhere. <laughs> yeah, me too. I probably have like multiple different copies of the Twilight I DVDs. Definitely like a shit DVD, like a pirate oh, that's got like the printed, the like printed... <laughs> And then slid into the sleeve of a DVD, and it's just like oh printed God. paper. It looks so bad, and I think it's got like wet at some point. So like, there's no writing on the back of it, really. <laughs> it's just like a big purple smear. Do you know? What I just realised when we were talking about the cost of living crisis. I have no idea who's prime minister right now. A total cunt. Probably, but like, I I'm so serious. I don't know who's prime minister right now. It's because it's not Liz Truss, so nobody gives a fuck. Because the news isn't written into Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak's five foot four, so. Is it Rishi Sunak? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Short king, I guess. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I will never you work in Edinburgh for a few months and listen to you. <laughs> Speaking oh of god. working in Edinburgh. Oh my god. First of all, commuting every day, kicking my ass, kicking my ass, because I'm not going to live in Edinburgh, first of all, too expensive. In this economy? In this economy? But yeah, today I like rushed. I ran from my bus stop, which stops like Royal Mile, because obviously the bridge is closed now, like on one side, so it doesn't go all the way down to like near Waverley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to walk like past where the bagpiper is, like the ghost <laughs> bagpiper. Which I heard the other day. Oh my god, I. <laughs> I was like walking past six o'clock in the morning and I was like, uh, does anyone else hear? No one else is around, but I was like, I hope someone else hears that. <laughs> that faint haunting bagpipe coming from underneath the ground. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I farted and just didn't realize, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sprinted to get the train today. Made it from my bus stop to the train station in seven minutes, which was very impressive because it's actually quite far away. So imagine this. I, did, <laughs> I didn't have headphones. I was sweaty. I was tired. My, I had to get a bus this morning. It took two hours because there was problems at Haymarket, so the trains weren't running, of course. Um, and then, um, so I was exhausted. Got on the train. And what do I know, but the singing fucking kettle is on this train with me. Some like, I miss when dads were like bad parents. Like, I don't actually, but like, <laughs> theoretically, I miss this because he was singing every verse of Baby Shark so that the, the baby wouldn't like cry, I guess. But I was like, I would rather the baby crying than hear this dad go, 
do 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 one more time. Like I can't, I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like there were verses I didn't know existed to this song. I thought it was all about sharks, but there was like clapping seals, something about a crab and be my friend. There's a bit of it that's like, be my friend. Yeah, so he did his freestyle, I guess. He got to the end of it and I was like, oh, thank God. And then he went into Baba Black Jeep and I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. <laughs> One more repetitive song, please. <laughs> I was like, honestly going to cry. Like, it was the worst experience of my life. And then, once he shut up, I have never heard a train conductor speak so much. Like, this man was lonely. Like, he spoke for five uninterrupted minutes over that tannoy. And he was telling us <laughs> things like, we do normally salt, like, the train station platforms, just so you know, like, we we salt them all. And like, I was like, who says that? I have never heard another train conductor. Like, I guess you're doing a thorough job, but, like, come on to fuck. Like, I'm trying to sleep. Have you ever seen the viral videos of, like, tube conductors in, like, London? And they're trying to be funny so they can get a wee bit viral. And she's, she, because it's one specific woman... So sorry if anybody kens her or likes her, but uh, she's like talking about how she's going to hear like a canny wine and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's really... She's so relatable. Yeah. She's so me. Who's that politician that got in shit for drinking like oh, two yeah. tins? On, like a tin of like gin on the on the underground. I. I don't see what was wrong with that. I don't either. Is it not someone who? In... Yeah, it is. Drink but like who among us? If I'm not doing anything and I'm on public transport, I will open a tinny. I saw someone get in trouble on ScotRail the other other day. I didn't know it was I didn't know it wasn't allowed. Yeah, they made it they made it illegal because Scottish people dick and have a no participating antisocial behaviour. I mean, I've been on ScotRail trains where like children genuinely under the age of seventeen were like smoking weed, smoking vapes, drinking, <laughs> and I was like, on the train? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh my god, I was talking about um, that. This is actually relevant, but it's like kids these days kind of hang. I don't know, I sound like such a crank, but like I was walking in public on a Friday night, like just after school, and there was a group of teenagers, 13, 14, absolutely jawed. Oh they my had been taken, they, they had been taken, and I. I honestly crossed the street, but I was like, whatever happened to just getting like a bottle of cider? <laughs> okay, but be honest, were you just getting a bottle of cider at that age? Like, be real. Yes. Yeah, well, maybe like a, a Frosty Jack, a Frosty Jacks, Cactus Jacks, and mayhaps like a Glen's vodka, but no, no ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> so, my boyfriend is Lithuanian. So often he is culture shocked by things, but something that he never gets used to is if we walk like through Glasgow city centre on like a Friday and he sees the teenagers and then he sees how fucked up they are. He's like, where are their parents? And I'm like, I mean, I feel like <laughs> you couldn't control like teenagers. I don't think there's any parent who can control teenagers, if I'm honest. No. You've kind of just got to like let them get on with it, but yeah, it is scary. Die, it is what it is. Anytime me and my girlfriend are walking in Glasgow, any of the goths in the four corners like stop my girlfriend to tell her, tell her how much they love what she's wearing and stuff like that. <laughs> I, and and it's me. <laughs> she does stunt. 
like she does stun every day. she does and it, like every time we're in public together i just like keep walking i'm like oh my god <laughs> i'm like and what about me <laughs> <clears throat> now everyone go around in the circle and say one nice thing about me go <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of goths and as a result depressing things the creepy people podcast curse strikes again two people have died since we recorded last literally like was in the middle of doing my research for this episode and my sister texted me and they were like christy mcvee if you feel like mac's died fleetwood mac massive massive part of my life immediately start crying and then faded stairs i can hear my mum go oh, rebecca and i was like i've heard i've heard you didn't need to and then she came up I to give me a cuddle <laughs> she came up to give me a cuddle and then i started crying more <laughs> I texted my mum crying about it and she was like, to be fair, she was older than your granny. And I was like, oh, wow, so now I have to think about granny. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not what, that's not how you comfort someone. Who else died? Yeah, and then yesterday when I was rewriting my, like, like, docket, my script, as it were, even though if you've listened to this podcast, you know there is no such thing as a script involved with me. Um, <laughs> and then I went to Twitter and shared tweeted, mom's gone. <gasps> That was it. Her mom. That was it. She was like 96, to be fair. But I will never forget that interview they did on season six of Drag Race. No, but Jocelyn Fox saying to Cher's mom. <laughs> and if it wasn't for a last minute decision at the abortion clinic, we wouldn't have Cher. <laughs> it sounds correct. <laughs> oh, iconic. Funniest thing anyone's ever said. Go. I wonder who's gonna die whilst we're recording this episode. We just seem to be like killing off celebrities, actually. Grim Reaper. No, let's. I I refuse. The Grim Reaper that. meme where it's like knocking on yeah, doors. Yeah, knocking on the door. <laughs> I fear it's at Dolly Parton's door right now. Yeah, I know. Every day I live in fear of the age that Dolly Parton is. I know. I just went on Twitter to see if anybody had died, and I stand with J.K. Rowling is trending, so I'm just going to close that Let's up, actually. Cross her finger. <laughs> <laughs> I seen J.K. Rowling's name, and I got a bit excited. <laughs> that bitch can die, I dig your fuck. <laughs> anyway, now that we've been talking for like 10, 15 minutes... <laughs> uh, About nothing. Yeah, but none in particular. Uh, We'll take a wee break and then we'll talk about the brand Sear. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So the brand's here, also known as the Scottish Nostradamus, was gifted with the sight, which is an ability to see the visions of the future. His prophecies were so impressive that they are still quoted today. I love when, like, my pals ask me what's the next thing I'm going to be doing on the podcast and I'm like, oh, the brand's here. And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, he's a Scottish guy and he had prophecies of the future. And they're like, oh, so like Nostradamus. And I'm like, exactly that. That's what people call him. <laughs> exactly. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> See, me, I would say something like, like that's so raven. That was literally all I've been thinking about all day is how I'm going to turn this into a That's So Raven meme. <laughs> so the sight or the second sight is the ability to see both this world and another world at the same time. And in Scotland, it's never been thought of as witchcraft. It's kind of been more seen as like an affliction or like kind of a nuisance. Um, yeah, torture. Yeah, it's no devilish as much as it is like inconvenient to the person yeah. who has it like the the lore that like prophets in even in like abrahamic sort of religions prophets of the lord are like seen as like their life is more trying than other people's because it's to test their faith and whatnot i see it in a similar sort of vein of like their gift is kind of like a burden but it's also yeah. to test their faith in whatever practice they're doing joan of arc's a good example of that like when she would have visions of god everybody like kind of yeah. doubted her and she was like well it's my mission to prove you wrong exactly even and if it means dying yeah and she literally slid <laughs> <laughs> so according to the folklore at the beginning of the 17th century the brand seer was born kenneth mackenzie in uig on the isle mm. of lewis uig of lewis chessman fame he later lived at Lockie senior dingwall where he worked as a laborer on the bran estate for the chief of clan mackenzie but they're no related by any means. The chief of Clan Mackenzie was like a big time lord and the brands here as a labourer, so I very much doubt that they're related. According to the legend, it was through his mum that he was given the gift of the sight. So apparently she was at a graveyard one night and encountered the ghost of a woman on the way back to her grave. It was Mary Queen Scots. Well, it's no. not Mary Queen of Scots, but this is quite cool. So Kenneth's mum stands in front of the ghost and is like, you can get back in your grave as soon as you give me like a gift or like pay me homage, basically. And the ghost says, 
like she couldn't just walk right through her. So she says that she's the daughter of the King of Norway and that she was drowned in Norway and that her body washed up on Lewis, like near where they're now standing. And she says, in remembrance of me and as a small reward for your courage, I kind of think that Kenneth's mum's actually been a testy arsehole here, but... I know, she was getting wide for no reason. <laughs> yeah. For a reward for your courage, I shall possess you a valuable secret. Go and find in yonder lock a small round blue stone which give to your son, who by it shall reveal future events. So Kenneth and his mum f- go to where she says and they find a hagstone and Kenneth looks through it and he begins to see visions of the future. Okay, so hagstones are very interesting in that they're like stones that are sort of like naturally occurring with a hole in the middle. Or well, it's not like, it doesn't have to be right in the middle, but like a hole through it, which is normally caused by like water flowing through it or like erosion, abrasion, etc. You normally find them more on like beaches with pebbles instead of sand. Yeah. Because the, the, the force of the pebbles upon each other. Because obviously like everything goes in layers and like the biggest things go to the bottom just naturally. So the little ones dig into the medium sized ones which are pressed against the big ones. This is an unnecessary lesson on like the, the Geography. Like, geophysics <laughs> of the also known as adder stones. They're usually in this country associated with being made of like glassy flint type rocks. Anyway, there's various legends of their origins. And although there's like obviously like a physical explanation for it, other legends in like Scottish folklore and greater pagan folklore is that they're made by like the stings of snakes or adders like wearing at them until there's a hole made, which is actually interesting in itself because in Celtic mythology, adders and snakes in particular are seen as like knowledge bringers so a hagstone being used by the brand seer to like see it would make sense for it to be made by snakes in the yeah. in the greater lore which isn't like a thing exclusive to scotland either because it's like pagan religions in like lithuania poland they have like snakes as well it's not necessarily just their stings though that the lore goes around sometimes it's like many serpents like sliva Wearing <laughs> away at the stone. So they're all licking the stone or spitting on the stone and it makes yeah. a hole. <laughs> Which is <laughs> so gross. <laughs> and so like needlessly like sexual. <laughs> Because snakes are like phallic, I guess. Did you know there's a word that means like serpent in Gaelic? I can't remember what word it is, but it can mean serpent. It can also mean like stick and it could also be slang for a penis. That's just a fun fact. And I can't remember what word it is. I love that. But yeah, yeah, they're supposed to have like magical properties similar to like dream catchers, I guess, in that you can like use them to ward off evil spirits and you can put them over your bed or you can like wear them as necklaces or bracelets some people have like seven of them because seven's obviously a significant magical number and they wear them as a bracelet but they ward off witches in particular but also spirits and fairies fairies (laughs) (laughs) i'm not trying you can say it it but if we go back to our Tamashanter episode, I believe I touched on the fact that running water, evil supposed to not be able to go on it or through it or cross it in any way. If you look at like the hagstone as something created, like the whole bird in it is like created by running water. One of the theories, like one of the magical, mythical theories behind them is that because running water created the hole, the hole is protected from evil because evil can't cross running water and it can't cross through the hole. So the hole catches it. My hole catches evil. What about yours? <laughs> <laughs>
Aye, so after Kenneth receives his gift of the sight through his hagstone, it doesn't take him long for his fame to spread throughout the Highlands and Islands. So he's most commonly known as the Scottish Nostradamus, which compares him to the French astrologer who predicted events like the rise of Adolf Hitler, the French Revolution and 9-11. Also recently predicted the death of the Queen, something like that. It's kind of like the Nostradamus' predictions and the Simpsons are kind of like becoming like homogenized into like the same <laughs> which one of them said it i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> the brand like nostradamus like actually like you can buy like a huge book that has like oi nostradamus's predictions in it and he's pretty on the nose with some of them so yeah but like if you make that many predictions <laughs> like yeah i know some of them have got to hit right but what i'm trying to say is like does the brand seer kind of like deserve that comparison? I want to start with like one of his bigger predictions. On a visit to Claudin Moore, Kenneth made a prophecy which was recorded and he said, O Dramossi, thy bleak moor shall ere many generations have passed away, be stained with the best blood of the highlands. Glad I am that I will not see that day, for it will be a fearful period. Heads will be lopped off by the score, and no mercy shall be shown on either side. It's probably unnecessary to point out how this prophecy has been fulfilled, but I will anyway for those not in the know. So, Culloden Moor was the scene of the last battle on British soil. How? No, I want to interrupt. I love how we talk about <laughs> the Battle of Culloden so often <laughs> and then we just refuse to do an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I am now deciding to like condense it. One day we will. It's just so depressing. That's like how much we like mention the Highland clearances and yet <laughs> we wouldn't dare. Speaking of. Anyway. Um... <laughs> So, the Battle of Culloden, it's the Jacobite army who wanted to put the Stuart monarchs back on the throne. They met the forces of the British government on the 16th of April 1746. The Jacobites were mainly Highland lairds and their men, and they were vastly outnumbered and ill-equipped to meet the British forces, and they were essentially slaughtered. And the aftermath of Culloden changed the way Highland life forever. I would like to point out though, because I think a lot of people, even though we audited this in school and anybody listening who's no Scottish or doesn't can, I think a lot of people get confused as it being the Scottish against the English. That's not true. It was Highlanders and people for England as well who met the British forces. So it was people for Scotland, Wales and England, but the British army had guns and cannons and we and had swords the highlanders had <laughs> we had swords <laughs> <laughs> so it, w- it was essentially a massacre like a very somber place to visit yeah, very stagnant always cold so very haunted vibes even in summer always, always messy cold. yeah it's got a really heavy vibe to it yeah although new when you go yeah although new when you go um Oh my god. <laughs> I seen this on TikTok. I seen this on TikTok and I do want to comment on this. So I believe that the there's a small thatched cottage on Culloden Moor battlefield and the woman who wrote Outlander like used that buffy as inspiration for the books Outlander and now people go to pay their respects to Jamie McPherson from Outlander at Culloden Battlefield. Like how out of touch can you honestly be? Do that literally anywhere else. But it doesn't help that Culloden Moor is like literally right around the corner from Clava Cairns as well, which is like the main rock from oh, yeah. Outlander. <laughs> Makes you think. I'm, I know it's done so much for Scottish tourism, but that 
thing is very bad to go to Claude and Battlefield and pay your respects to fiction <laughs> Like people died. <laughs> anyway, so Kenneth Mackenzie predicted Culloden, unfortunately, and he would go on to predict loads of other stuff about the change in life in the Highlands. Liam, you know a lot about You're that. <laughs> Speaking of topics that we cover <laughs> and then never actually cover, much like one of our previous subjects, the Lady of Lores, uh, but okay, I'll summarize it for you. She <laughs> predicted the Highland clearances and so did the Brandsier. So one of his prophecies was the sheep shall eat the men and you have a very rudimentary like breakdown of the Highland clearances. Basically, crofters were evicted from their farmlands to make way for more profitable sheep farming by their landlords. So it's kind of like the most banging metaphor of all time to say the sheep shall eat the men because uh, crofters would normally grow their crops on this land to feed themselves, but instead it's been growing crops and feeding sheep. That really gave me chills and made me feel really sick. <laughs> I know. Other notable prophecies he made uh, regarding like the Highlands and the North in general is he foretold North Sea oil and like its profit. He said, a black rain will bring riches to Aberdeen. So the black rain obviously being the oil they struck in the North Sea, which brought riches to Aberdeen. <laughs> the seer is also noted to have said streams of fire and water would run beneath the streets of Inverness and into every house. And that's sort of just suggesting the like indoor sort of heating, <laughs> like gas pipe, gas and water pipes were laid on the 19th century. I love how even like a boring prediction is like streams of fire and water when he's just talking about like central heating. Like, <laughs> He he had such a way with words. I don't know if it's him that had a way with words or if someone just like wrote down what he said and was like, okay, okay, I don't know what central heating is. He had a Paul Simon to his art garden. Yeah, he said, I don't know what central heating is, but I will say streams of fire and water. <laughs> How does that sound? <laughs> You know what's funny? I was actually watching Family Guy before we recorded, and in the latest episode of Family Guy, <laughs> there's a there's a like tiny little sketch about um, Simon and Garfunkel's beef, and Stewie says it's been forty years. <laughs> like, get over it. Yeah, literally, it has been forty years. And get I over it. Nothing upsets true. me more than Simon and Garfunkel not making music because they're just both too anal. Yeah, anal. They were fruits. That's for sure. <laughs> 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 we were all thinking it I just said it <laughs> it was a Freudian slip <laughs> there is another mere obscure one that he has about the Highlands so apparently standing somewhere and pointing to a field far for the seashore or a lock or a river pretty non-specific the Brandseer said that a ship would anchor there one day. Quote, A village with four churches will get another spire, and a ship will come from the sky and moor at it. And this happened in 1932 when an airship made an emergency landing and was tied up to the spire of a new church. But it doesn't exactly say where, like it doesn't say if it's like Dingwall or if it's Inverness, and I couldn't find anything on like if there was ever an emergency airship landing in Inverness or anything, so I don't know if that one's just like a wee bit a hype but 
the brands here does have a lot of prophecies today with the world wars and he would use the bridges air the river ness to predict major historical events <laughs> so it makes me laugh because it's like i'm scared of them building any more bridges over the river <laughs> yeah no way so he announced that when five bridges were built over the River Ness, that there would be worldwide chaos. And in August 1939, the fifth bridge on the Ness was constructed. And that same year, Hitler invaded Poland and then World War II commenced. Fuck that, Notre Dame is. <laughs> yeah, I know. You got 9-11, I got World War II. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both got World War II, but this one's cuntier, so... Well, he also had a similar kind of prophecy and he declared that when the ninth bridge was constructed on the river ness that fire blood and calamity would ensue and this ninth bridge was finished in 1987 and the following year the piper alpha disaster took place so if you didn't know what the piper alpha is it was a north sea oil production platform and on july 6 1988 a gas leak caused the entire platform to explode 226 men were on board and there was 167 deaths if you've never heard of the Piper Alpha, please Google it, but I would honestly take care because it is actually quite harrowing to look at. I can remember one time I was on a bus going to Inverness and I was on the uh, the Megabus Gold, which oh. a lot of pensioners, a lot of interest in pensioners get because obviously they get to go on it for free. And I was on, and you can sit at tables, like tables of four. So I was kikiing with these old women. And I was just doing a crossword in one of their Take a Break magazines that they had given me. And uh, one of the <laughs> women, like, leaned air. Oh. Yeah, they did too, like, do the, do the puzzles. It was so nice. Um, we were sharing tea cakes and stuff, but one of the women was Irish and she leaned out of the table and she was like, to the three other women, she was like, where were you when the Piper Alpha went down? <laughs> And I was like, oh my god, it was their 9-11. I was about to say it their 9-11, but I was chewing my nails, so I couldn't. <laughs> but it was so sombre. They like went from talking about that to talking about Renee McRae. <laughs> and one of the women there was like, <laughs> it was honestly so dark, but one of the women was related to Renee McRae. So it was quite an interesting time, but that's how I can, that's actually how I can, they... what the Piper Alpha is. I can remember... They said, I'm determined to not have a nice time on this journey. <laughs> It was really interesting for me. Normally I would sit and listen to podcasts, but I took my headphones out and was talking to them the entire way. Really, really lovely women, but it was such a harrowing conversation. Like, there was not one positive topic spoken about. <laughs> I love women of a certain age, because that's always the case. I can't believe we just went for the Piper Alpha to that. <laughs> so, a lot of Kenneth's prophecies centred around the fate of the Mackenzies, that lord that I was talking mm. about earlier, and his family. So, they were the most influential family in his immediate area, and Kenneth predicted the fate of the Mackenzies' Fairburn Tower. Quote, The day will come when the Mackenzies of Fairburn shall lose their entire possessions, and that branch of the clan shall disappear, almost to a man from the face of the earth. Their castle should become uninhabited, desolate, and forsaken. This was realised in 1780 when the tower was abandoned, and then a year later, the roof, which was made of oak shingles, blew down in a gale. However, this did come true, but I didn't think Kenneth had the foresight to see that the landmark trust would renovate the building in the last year or so, and it's back open, and you can stay there for a wee summer holiday. We should go. If you Google it, Fairburn Tower, it was like an actual ruin and the landmark trusts have managed to like restore it to former glory and it looks like the castle for Balamorina. No. So we should say. 
That's yeah, we should. I love that my cool. research for this podcast is just me finding cool Airbnbs. <laughs> I know that's like three episodes in a row now, pretty much. <laughs> At the height of his fame and powers, Kenneth made his most notorious prediction, which would ultimately cost him his life. Isabella, wife of the early Seaforth, who was also called Kenneth Mackenzie, uh, she was said to be one of the ugliest women yeah. in Scotland. And she asked Kenneth for his advice. And he said, bag over your head. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to, she wanted news of her husband who was on a visit to Paris. And Kenneth reassure, reassured her that the Earl was in good health, but refused to elaborate further. Mm. This enraged Isabella, who demanded that he tell her everything or she would have him killed. Kenneth told her that her husband was with another woman fairer than herself, like it's hard. <laughs> and he foretold the end of the Searforth line, with the last heir being deaf and dumb. Francis Humberston Mackenzie, deaf and dumb from scarlet fever as a child, inherited the title in 1783. He had four children who died prematurely and the line came to an end. So that was his last correct prediction. Isabella was so incensed by hearing this that she had Kenneth seized and thrown head first into a barrel of boiling tar. By far the worst death we've covered on this, I think. I never get that far into the story. I get to like I get to like World War Two and I'm like, wow. And then I'm satisfied. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what a great <laughs> <And> book. <laughs> <laughs> So, Legends of the Brandseer are well known in folklore, but there's no documentation if Kenneth Mackenzie ever existed in the Highlands during the 17th century, like the folklore says. But there is a Kenneth Mackenzie in the 16th century. Parliamentary records in 1577 show that two writs were issued for the arrest of the principal enchanter Kenneth Mackenzie. This Kenneth was reputedly a traveller who supplied poison to Catherine Ross, who wished to remove the rivals to the inheritance of her sons, very much given Catherine de' Medici. She also recruited some 26 witches who had failed before she hired Kenneth. The police were called and records show that whilst many witches were caught and burnt, what happens to Kenneth remains a mystery. If he was caught, it was likely that he too would have been burnt during these trials. She didn't get caught though. No, Catherine, Catherine Ross was rich, so she got away with it. And also someone else that she was working with, someone McAllister escaped to Ireland. No, I'm serious. That's true. I've told you this story before, not on the podcast, but I've told you this. Because I thought you were like making a wee joke at me. No, there, there's someone McAllister that escapes to Ireland and then you're an Irish McAllister and then it's like... Not hard to draw that yeah. line. Not hard. And I will. <laughs> I will. So these reports do reflect the legend and being burnt obviously it's not in a vatitar but it could be that the story just grew arms and legs there is a stone slab by a lighthouse near Fortros that is said to mark the spot where he died and the inscription reads this stone commemorates the legend of kenneth Mackenzie, better known as the brand seer many of his prophecies were fulfilled and tradition holds that his untimely death by burning in tar followed his final prophecy of the doom of the house of seaforth that is the legend of the brand seer. Pew, 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 pew. Do we think he's yes. real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we refuse to not believe in him. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so many things that I can say no to, but Loch Ness Monster and the brand seer, I will never... You will always be famous. <laughs> If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at the Creepy Wee Podcast, Twitter at the Creepy Wee Pod, TikTok at the Creepy Wee Podcast. You can buy merch at the Creepy Wee Podcast.co.uk. And please 
leave us a review on wherever you listen. It really helps. Five stars or nothing else. Yeah, as a Christmas present, give us five stars or else. There's a tunnel under ocean. <laughs> 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.